Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard in the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. And yes, in fact, Cleveland does rock, at least it did, although after Saturday's drumming at the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you wouldn't want to really think so or talk about it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a special edition of the Emperor's Court. Uh, normally we do our shows on Sunday, however, because it was Christmas uh, this past uh, Sunday... Hang on, I'm being told to switch my microphone. There we go. Because it was Christmas this past Sunday, uh, we were not able to do the show at the normal scheduled time at 9 o'clock on Sunday evenings. So this is a special edition of the Emperor's Court here uh, this Tuesday evening, December the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2005. I hope everybody had a very safe and very profitable Christmas. I hope you got a lot of fat loots. P-H-A-T, fat, fat loots. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot of stuff that we wanted to cover tonight. I'm feeling a little under the weather. I'm fighting the uh, old strep throat and flu bug. Figures, at least it held off until after the holidays, so I suppose I can't complain too loudly in regards to that. Anyways, uh, some topics I want to hit tonight. The Video Game Awards, I know these happened several weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, and I did not make mention of them last week. I want to hit them tonight, my thoughts uh, on that, as it is supposedly the award uh, ceremony for our hobby and our way of, of playing and gaming, what have you. Uh, some more thoughts on World of Warcraft. Actually, I had at least a dozen emails in regards to my uh, thoughts and comments last week on the World of Warcraft. I'm a little surprised by that. You know, normally I get anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 emails a week from listeners about one thing or another. Usually how they like the show, how they hate the show, things they want to improve, things they like to see, commercial ideas, what have you. Uh, this time around is a little different. Uh, actually... It was uh, in support and against my thoughts on the World of Warcraft. We'll get to that a little later on. Also, Final Fantasy XII, getting ready to come out, uh, actually, after uh, the first of the year. It'll be in March now. At least that's what's being discussed. I want to talk about that. My thoughts on one of the biggest video game franchises of all time. Uh, yeah, Sin Victor wants me to say Buccaneers for the win. I'm not going to say it, though. Yeah, I know I just said it. Leave me alone. Uh, a couple other things. Uh... There are some more thoughts on World of Warcraft. Apparently, uh, Computer Gaming World has spilled the beans on the new and upcoming Alliance race. 
you were going to talk about that, whether or not it's it's legitimate or not, you can tell me. Um, also, there's something I want to you know get into, and, and this is the shoutcasting part of it. Actually, going back to shoutcasting games, which is, which is kind of how I started in on the uh, whole shoutcasting business business some years ago. And we'll get to that a little later on, too. If you want to get in on the conversation, send me an email to emperor1g at coxcox.net. You can also email me after the show if you have a uh, comment. You want to get it uh, read or perhaps uh, talk about it next week. Uh, comments about the show, things you like, things you hate, you know, uh, perhaps a thought, something that provokes some kind of interesting discussion. And, you know, like the controversy we're going to talk about tonight. And it is a bit of a controversy. Make no mistake about it. It's something that has been, taught, been carrying on the World of Warcraft general forums for a while. Um, actually, there's a very excellent post made by Brad of, of uh, Hellscream, uh, the realm of Hellscream, I'm going to read in a minute. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, there's also another, um, it's actually a uh, 12, I'm sorry, not 12 minutes, Tis the Night Before Christmas, or Twas the Night Before Christmas, uh, that a uh, foreign writer wrote and involves my favorite community manager in yours, Titless Cow Herself, Cadium. Actually, I'm going to read at the close of the show just because I thought it was very clever. And uh, it's still Christmassy. I know it's, it's two days you know, removed, but still, uh, I'm going to read because I thought it was kind of clever. I didn't come across it until after the fact. Yes, I know. I should have read it ahead of time, but <coughs> piss off. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we're also going to look at, uh, if we get a chance to talk, probably uh, about uh, things to look for the upcoming year of 2006 as it approaches us this coming weekend. In fact... Is January 1st a Sunday? Looking at my producer, she's looking back at me like, I don't know. Oh, you're a big help. I'm going to pay for that later. <laughs> Let's take a look. Is it Sunday? What is January? Yes, it is Sunday. Fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it may be that we're going to have to push the next show uh, back to um, uh, Tuesday as well for next week because it is January 1st is being shown to me here as a Sunday. If that's the case, then... I'm going to be watching football. <laughs> so I will not be available. I will be knee-deep in Pepsi, Friends, Chips, and college football. Go Bucks! Yeah, I know they don't play until January 2nd. That's a Monday, so it's not going to coincide with the Tuesday show. So no problems there. Anyways, let's get right to it. Uh, also, I'm sorry. Also, when again, the conversation hit me up on Instant Messenger, AOL's Instant Messenger, EMP, the number 1G, EMP1G. A lot of people tend to comment. Uh, people, you've been asking me about IRC channel. We are working on getting an IRC channel up. I know it's not hard to do, but we're debating about what server we're going to put it on and how we're going to market that. There's other things uh, in the works behind the scenes here. And this is one reason why I bring up the uh, broadcasting of games and how I may be attempting to get back into that. Uh, for Warcraft 3 specifically, possibly Rome to the War, and perhaps, if Desperado has his way... The Dawn of War, which I am uh, just picked up and just starting to uh, fiddle around with now. Yes, I know the game's been out for a year and it's got an expansion. Um, it's not the kind of RTS. The Dawn of War, in fact, let's let's just launch in the Dawn of War. Uh, just in passing, my first impressions. It's a squad-based game. It's it was done very well by the by the creators at Epic, uh, who wanted to make the system or make the game very similar to the tabletop version. Now, I'll be honest with you and tell you that I do not play tabletop Warhammer. Never have. Looks entertaining. I don't know that I had the patience to play it. I have played tabletop war games, but most of them, like uh, uh, Empires in Arms or Empires in Harms, the uh, modified version made by Ethelon Hill, uh, Avalon Hill, that's one I've played because it involves diplomacy and trash talking your uh, you know, friends who are playing in different countries, and it's a little more faster paced. And I've played uh, Napoleonic Miniatures, which again is a, more, is a little faster paced. 
but I've never played the Warhammer tabletop. I know how I know the mechanics of it or, or the general playing of it. So, and I've I've always had an interest in it because I remember playing a Warhammer. It wasn't the 40k version, which is what Dawn of War is, but it was the original like orcs and goblins, traditional Warhammer. And I did play a computer version of it that came out about a year after Warcraft 2, and I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, but it's squad-based, so instead of creating units <coughs> individually like you do in, say, Warcraft 3, it's more along the lines of a Rome Total War where you have a group of units that you give commands to and they you know, follow along. It does have heroes, much like Warcraft 3 does. Instead of capturing gold mines, you have to ca- capture nodes um, or, or, or you know checkpoints. And you hold the checkpoints or objectives, and then you gain you know a certain amount of resources for holding it, and then you use that to buy and build you know what have you. What's going on? Uh, people are signing on here as they're coming late to the show, so my apologies, I have to, I ain't about to comment on that one. (laughs) Anyways, you capture the nodes and you build up, you know, your resource, and that's what you use to go ahead and buy your units, or, in this case, squads. Uh, ironically enough, there's the Imperial Guard, uh, which is kind of cool, I haven't started with them. There's Space Marines, Orcs, uh, Chaos, and the Eldar. I'm assuming Eldar are Elves in Space. I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing, but it seems very, very entertaining. It's it's a nice change of pace from you know the traditional Warcraft three type of, of RTS. It's something different, which is excellent. And I know I mentioned um, last week that I'm looking forward to Star Wars uh, Empire at War, and it's one of the, probably the, one of the few Star Wars games that I will actually pick up and hopefully enjoy. The last one I did enjoy being uh, Tie Fighter. Uh, Rebellion was okay. But uh, I like Tie Fighter a lot. <coughs> I liked X-wing and, and the expansions. I like the uh, I like the pilot games. I like the the simulation games, simulator games. I haven't played one since Tie Fighter, oddly enough. But if anyone has any good uh, recommendations for a sim- flight simulator game, let me know. Yes, yes, I'm being motion. Okay, I'm sorry. My producer likes to like me to go ahead and inform you that tonight's show will be about an hour long, as and opposed to the traditional hour and a half. Mainly, folks, because I'm not sure my voice will be able to keep up with it. I will certainly try. All right, let's get down to the meat of it. Um, while this is no longer a World of Warcraft specifically a specific show, uh, because it has its roots in the World of Warcraft, we're going to stick with that. And let's be honest, right now it's the biggest game out there, for better or for worse, for, you know, for good or for bad, it is the biggest game going. I'm willing to bet it's probably got the most players worldwide at the moment, at least online, uh, and that's a paper service. You know, what does that tell you? What it tells me is this game, one through fifty-nine, level one through fifty-nine, it's a fantastic game. The problem is when they continue to tweak it, and they're not actually tweaking it, but they continue to break it, and they continue to add more, more, and more raid content. And I've actually started to hear see raiders begin to bitch and complain, saying it's it's you know it's boring, it's tedious. They only do it because they have to. Not that I blame them. Anyways, here's the comment that I alluded to earlier in the uh, opening's uh, monologue here, and I can't take credit for this, although this is very similar to what I've been saying all along. Uh, a player named Brad, and that's the character name, I don't know if it's his name, uh, from the Guild of Armored Justice on the Realm of Hellscream, he's a priest, uh, posted this, quote, In January 2004, and this is, in, this is being uh, directed, the title of it is, Lead Designer, Why the Change of Heart. Quote, In January 2004, when you were just an associate designer, Jeff Kaplan, a.k.a. Tiggle, stated this, and Tiggle said, and I quote, the single most important thing to remember when creating a game is that it is must be fun. Emphasis on fun. Not mine, his. 
When someone sits down to play your MMO, they're doing so to be entertained. An MMO should not feel like a job or obligation. It's very important not to fall into that trap of trying to manipulate your community as if you're trying to run an ant farm. As a designer, it's your responsibility to create a world that's exciting, challenging, and emphasis on fun. His, not mine. It's not your job to... Excuse me. It's not your job to play God over someone's play experience. Uh, it's not? Why, you're the lead designer. I, you know, would have thought that you are playing God. I mean, aren't you the one that created the world? Anyway, he goes on to make mention that, uh, and Brad says that, if this was your comment, that the single most important thing to remember when creating a game is that it must be fun when someone's assigned to play it, why is it that when as soon as you hit level 60, all of a sudden it becomes a reputation grind for, for a player versus player? It becomes a reputation grind for different factions to try and get different kinds of items. It becomes a, a, a time sink and a grind to do a Molten Core and Blackwing Lair, and you have to do it with 40 of your closest friends. Even Zolguru, for 20 people, is, is hard to do for majority of guilds and clans. On our server alone, at least at the time that I quit, which was two weeks ago on Mac Theridon, there was four guilds on the Horde side and I think three on the Alliance. Seven total guilds on the entire damn server doing Molten Core. Only two on the Horde and two on the Alliance were doing Blackwing Lair. That's it! For a server that's got a high population. What does that tell you? And none of those guilds are recruiting. None of them. Not one. I've asked their leaders. So if that's the case, then how the hell am I, as a normal player, as an average player, supposed to get in on that? Let's say I don't have you know two or three hours to commit at a time. Or four or five, as some guilds take. Especially if you wipe. If I don't have that time to commit to the game, what the hell do you do? Your game's over. Uh, but, but Emperor, uh, didn't you once say that PvP is the the uh, uh, poor man's and, and casual man's way to epic uh, loots? Well, that's true. The design and the idea of the player versus player system was for casual players to be able to obtain epic items on a par with those found in Molten Core and Blackwing Lair. Lo and behold, that isn't the case anymore, is it? It's gotten so bad that I think it was an I think in 1.6 or 1.7 the patch they actually uh, widened it so that more people could gain more ranks in a given amount of time. For instance, you could only have so many blood guards on the horde. Well, they made it you know larger so that it took less uh, requirements and uh, or, or less uh, contribution points, and therefore more people could gain it. However, what they didn't do is they didn't bother to change any of the requirements of the top tier. Folks, there are people who are harvesting a million or more. Sorry about that. A million or more contribution points in a week. God is my witness. This is not a joke. It happens on my server. A million contribution points a week, and they're still not, you know, Grand Marshal or High Warlord. Can you imagine the requirements and the dedication it takes to get a million contribution points in a week? Now, I happen to know one person who is a Grand Marshal. He does not play on my server. He plays on another PvP server, whose name shall, re shall remain uh, uh, nameless. Because of what he does. And what he does is him and his two buddies from, from college play in shifts. And the reason they play in shifts is because one is actually studying abroad. He's in Japan. And the other two 
are here in the States, and they both go to Ohio State. And they play in shifts. And when one guy's at class, or since they're both on break, they take shifts playing, and then when they're done, their buddy in Japan plays. Because I think there's a, I think there's a 12-hour difference, or a th- Something like that. There's a great deal of time of difference. And they play round the clock to gather up the contribution points to get one character high enough to High Warlord to gain these items. How the hell is that casual friendly? How the hell are you or I, as the average player, supposed to do that? I can't do it. I couldn't do it. I put together, with the help of some clanmates, a very good Arathi Basin 15-man team. And we were pretty decent. And we fended off, and we did well against, you know, the best the Alliance could throw at us, of which there are two or three Alliance teams, and they play, and some of those players I know play round the clock. Folks, that's not casual. That's just another time sink to keep people busy. It's like a magic trick. Look at what's going on in my left hand and ignore what's going on in my right. This is the debate, and this is where I got in trouble uh, with some listeners last week. And uh, let me paraphrase the one. It was uh, some along the lines of, you know, Dear Emperor, except it didn't say Dear. Uh, it basically was saying, you know, you're being too hard on Blizzard. Blizzard, hang on, let me, get the, let me, let me just pull it up. I got it right here. Let's see, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, got to wait for it to click in. Emperor, I'm glad that you enjoyed Blizzard's World of Warcraft game. However, I think you're being too hard on them. And a little harsh on the gameplay. What you don't seem to understand is it takes a long time to build up the kind of content that you're looking for. There's that evil C word, that content. I hate to hear it. What you have to understand is it's all a money gimmick. No kidding. It's a money gimmick. Yeah, thank you. If you don't like the game so much, you probably should not play it. I'm glad to hear that you've actually quit. There's no reason why you should spend $15 a month contributing to a game that you don't find enjoyment in. Perhaps you should wait until a couple patches have gone by, or perhaps the expansion before you should try to play again. This may change your experience and may come to enjoy the game after a long break. Like the show, carry on, yada, yada, yada. Uh, all right. The other ones were basically very similar uh, very similar in, uh, in their <coughs> so letterhead. Uh, basically saying, give Blizzard a break, cut them some slack, what do you expect? What do I expect? Well, I expect a lot more of when the game that I bought was fun. The most enjoyment I ever had in World of Warcraft was the first few months of the game. When the game was running. And it's kind of ironic if you think about it because I was bitching almost as much as then because the servers were never up. They kept on crashing or they kept on lagging. When the servers were running fine... When they actually worked, when my character wasn't falling through the ocean or falling through the zeppelin or falling through the world or blinking into a wall, when all of that wasn't happening and the game actually worked, I had a lot of fun. And a lot of the clanmates I work with had a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't... You know, we weren't even thinking about level 60. We couldn't even conceive of level 60. Hell, the biggest thing going for us three weeks in was we got our ass kicked by the son of Argyll outside of the sepulchre in Silver Pine Forest. I mean, that was cool. Well, the five of us going to Shadowfang Keep to try and kill uh, Argyll himself and getting our ass handed to us like twice because we didn't realize the sucker blinked around the room. That was fun. That was entertaining. 
getting 50 guys together for no apparent reason, level 20s and 30s and 40s, and running down the road from in Ashenvale, and running up to uh, the city of Ashenar and trying to raid it and fighting all the Alliance there. We're all pretty much the exact same level, so we are getting our ass kicked by the guards, because the guards were skulls to us. I mean, the big raid that we had when they hit Agrimar, and we all loaded on the Zeppelin and flew to uh, uh, Gromgal, and went running through Gromgal. And we went north through uh, Stranglethorn Vane and to uh, Duskwood. With people getting eaten all the way by, you know, any means of tigers and, and you know, gorillas and what have you, because we were all lobies. So we were aggroing everything. <laughs> I remember I deliberately kept in the middle of the pack, so everybody on the left and right would get eaten. And there was, there was maybe a hundred of us that went. And then that's, that's an exaggeration, at least a hundred. Maybe half of us made it and didn't get lost along the way. That was entertaining. That's not there anymore. That kind of fun does not exist in the late game. Folks, you can go ahead and criticize me for criticizing Blizzard. You can say that I'm being too harsh on them. I don't think so. The reason why is they had a grand plan, a grand thing in their mind about when they wanted to create this game, what it was to be like. Somewhere along the way, that got derailed. Either the game got ahead of them, or they slacked off thinking it'll be a while before we ever have to bring anything else out to keep people interested. That's what aggravates me. Or you see these very well you know, posted things on the Wild General forums. These very well thought out arguments and ideas. You know, ideas that are that to me, and I'm not a programmer, folks, I don't know, you know, if this is possible, but a lot of it seems pretty simple to me. You know, things like the the uh dishonorable kill. I know, I know, I've harped on this ad nauseum, and I, I won't go into it again. But, you know, the eight or nine of you, because I only got, I got about a dozen emails, not all of them were, were you know, harsh in criticism. <sighs> oh, sorry, I'm still fighting this cold. You seem to think that I don't like Blizzard for not liking Blizzard, and that's not the case. I am against Blizzard now because of what they did to a game that I thought had a great deal of potential, that I invested my time and my money in. And I don't have a great deal of time anymore these days. It's one of the reasons why I had to stop doing the show for a while. So the time I do have, and it's not just that, but that and those of my clanmates. To give you an idea, at the start of October... We had, we numbered 131 members on our online guild in World of Warcraft. 131 members. Today, we number 63. That's over half. Yes, some have left to go to other guilds, other clans, this, that, and the other. I happen to know, for a fact, of those, at least 53 including myself, have canceled their accounts and no longer play. 53 of 131, or I'm sorry, not 131. Well, I guess that would be true. 53 of 131 members quit their accounts within the last three months. What does that tell you? <clears throat> to me, the numbers speak for themselves. And I... I understand that's on my particular clan, on my particular server, and that very well could be an anomaly. Personally, I like to think it was, it's a microcosm. That's me. And I wish Nebuchadnezzar was on because I'd ask him. He showed me last week a, uh, a list. On, I don't know if it was Warcraft Census or something like that that showed 
from month to month the subscription rates. You know, basically by going by active players and how over the last six months there have been fewer and fewer and fewer players playing on the American servers. The number has continually gone down, not up. And even with Christmas having kicked in, that has not alleviated it. It has not helped it. Now I know that, I think it was Yonix, recently posted saying that they would open up two new servers on January 3rd, a player versus environment and a player versus player server to accommodate new players coming into the world of Warcraft. However, what I caught as interesting was he said for the first two days they would be open to transfers from high population servers only. And then they would allow character creation on them. To me, that's not accommodating new players coming in. That's trying to accommodate pissed off character or players that are already here. That are tired of playing on Illidan, in Archimond, in Firetree, and the rest of them. That can't stay up for six days straight without crashing to the ground. Because of the amount of people. Or Dark Iron, or any of these others who can't log on. When people are in queues for hours on end to play a game. God, God love you for your patience. For those of you in the facade of my voice, and for those of you who download this later, who had the patience to wait two to three hours for your character in queue to play. I can't do it. <laughs> that I can't do it. That's not me. I might be able to play two or three hours playing something because I'm doing something. I'm being entertained. I'm doing what I want to do. But sitting, staring at my screen, no, ain't going to happen. If you've got that much time, I'm sorry, I'm being interrupted. Synvect is telling me that a thread he had on uh, uh, the World of Warcraft forums advertising our show apparently has been deleted. So my guess is one of two things happened. Either one, Blizzard doesn't like their pet radio station getting any competition, or two, and more likely, they tuned in and heard me bashing them. I happen to know that two of their community managers have tuned into the show priorly. Is that a word? Before. And I've decided to go ahead and delete it. Well, you can delete all the threads you like. Cadium's on right now. Ah, that would explain a lot. <laughs> That's one of the two. I guess she's still smarting from that titless cow comment from a couple months ago. Well, it's true, you dumb bitch. For those of you who do not know from where this angst stems from, you have to go back from the other download. Ar- you have to download the other archive shows from months ago. It uh, it runs deep. The hatred is bitter and nasty. The community managers are one reason I think the game has so many problems to do. And I, and to be honest, and let's be fair. I don't know if it's the community managers that are that are the problem or the fact that they're handcuffed for the information that they can actually discuss. Although you got people like Tyron who are particularly nasty, Eonix who you know is particularly you know mean and and you know tends to mock people. And, of course, Katie, who acts like the victim in almost every single thing. Every single post. What are you blaming me for? Well, I didn't do it. Well, I told you this was going to take time. Well, what do you want me to do? You don't like the paladin changes, but you want paladin changes. Blah, 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 blah. Get off your high horse. 90% of the shit that goes on your damn forums is brought upon by yourselves or the actions of your company. What does this say to you? And I've asked this question before months and months and months and months and months ago. And suppose one of you Blizzard people are listening. I'll ask you this question because I've never gotten an answer. And this is one of the things I've asked Katie specifically. And she has locked the thread without answering my question. I'm going to ask you now. I'll ask everybody else. What does it say to you that a year and a half later, 
the player base has so turned on your company. And you can point to your numbers and say, well, see, uh, we've got millions of subscribers, so people must love the game. Yeah, you had millions of subscribers. How many do you have now? Do you have now more than you had a month ago? More than you had two months ago? I'm sure people in Korea and China are complaining. Why? Because that's not their style. They don't. That's a fact. I have to know that people in Europe are having a great deal of uh, server issues and problems. However, I also have to know that their community managers are much more respected and much more open with their fan base. Go figure. So what does it tell you that a year and a half later for a game that's so popular, that so many people pay to play, that the customer base has so turned against you and it's continued to be against you, the vast majority of which? I'd like to know the answer. I know what it is. <coughs> Those are my thoughts on World of Warcraft. Moving on. What? Time for a break. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm being motion. We're at the half-hour mark, so it is time for a commercial break. However, we're not playing any commercials right now. Again, that is one of the things we're also discussing is whether or not to do commercials again. Apparently, it's somewhat a popular idea. However, it does... There's a great deal of time and effort that, that goes into it, mostly on my behalf. It's on the one who's got to do a, a lot of the uh, the technical stuff, and of course the writing that uh, Mystic Man and I have to do and what have you. So go blow your nose and take a Sudafed. Thank you, Sinvicta. You dumbass. Told you I'm sick. I'm fighting. The, I got strep throat. Should be glad I even having a voice to do the show. But that's my commitment to you. The listener. Anyways, folks, we'll be right back in about eh, five minutes. Until then, enjoy this really cool Tetris remix. This is what you got me? Yeah, whatever. Let's play some Tetris, motherfucker. This is terrible. Don't ever do this to me again.
Yeah, that's what I like. Right there. That's much better. O-H-I-O. I'm not going to subject them to that. We're, we're debating songs for future shows about what we're going to put in here for uh, the commercial breaks. <laughs> well, people keep asking why we're playing weird songs. It's because there's uh, a lot of the songs we play have no kind of uh, licensing that comes with them. Either they're old enough that they fall under the uh, free use. Uh, or uh, Yeah, is it free use? Yeah, free use uh, directive. So anybody can use them. Or they are... Uh, you know, remixes made by, you know, gamers or fans of music or what have you that don't have any kind of copyright on them. And, you know, people don't mind if we use their work, mainly because it gets it out there. So a lot of the stuff that you hear, a lot of this, these game tracks that are kind of off the wall or odd. You can find it's like a OC Remix, which is kind of cool. So there's some other things I was looking for that I, I haven't saved. The problem is I, you know, can't find them now, which really sucks. But what are you going to do? Anyways, uh, one of the things I want to get into tonight also is the Video Game Awards. Uh, which were two weeks ago, actually. They were hosted by Samuel Jackson. I'm of two minds about this. And, of course, because I'm emperor and I'm going to be bitter. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mechawks. Public domain. There we go. Uh, Mechawk wants to know if there's an IRC channel. No, folks, we are still working on the IRC thing. Probably up by up next Tuesday. Again, this, next, this coming Sunday is going to be uh, blown out again because it's New Year's Day and there's football on and I'll be damned if I'm doing a show instead of watching... Bowl games. No offense. I like you. I don't like you that much. So next Tuesday, we'll be doing the show, and we'll probably have the IRC channel up by then. Obviously, a lot of you know how to get in touch with me, but in case you do not, if you're just tuning in, you can get in contact with me by sending me an email to emperor at 1G... I'm sorry, 1... Oh, God. Give the old email. Emperor1G at coxcox.net, or... Hit me up on Instant Messengers, AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP1G. number EMP1G. Anyhow, I'm of two minds about this. I think it is fantastic that somebody is taking, you know, a shine or recognizing video games and the industry that is, you know, that is growing to huge proportions. <coughs> huge. I'm not saying that's a big enough entertainment that's going to take on movies, Hollywood, or you know, or music. But it's definitely, definitely becoming one of the primary, you know, entertainment uh, venues that there is, you know, outlets that there is in the world. I'm glad that somebody is at least attempting to do an awards of a kind that recognizes people for the work that they do. That being said, and here it comes. Did anybody actually watch this, a portion of a show? They did advertisements all week showing clips of the show. And they kept on showing different people accepting different awards. 
So there was no, there's no suspense. There was no game versus game, character versus character. No, there wasn't. Why the hell are we giving an award to a lady for starring in a movie that a game is based on? Aeon Flux. Uh, congratulations for appearing in a movie. Here's your award. Uh, oh, by the way, there was a game made for it. You think she gave a damn? Or what was the other one? Award for the cool, you know, the sexiest, like, cyber chick based on a real person. And they gave the award to the real person. It's like, here's an award for looking hot, I guess. How did he... They gave, like, three words to Jack Black for King Kong. King Kong? The game, based on the movie. King freaking Kong? Was better than Quake 4? Was better than... World of Warcraft? Well, let's call it what it is. World of Warcraft is, musically and graphically, a fantastic game. It's bigger than Doom 3? Bigger than Resident Evil 4? Huh? And this is the same problem I had with it last year, where they gave all the awards to, like, Madden Football and, and all these... These sports teams, and now they're giving them to all these different movies or games based on movies. Name me the first game made based on a movie that didn't completely blow. I mean, Christ, the game was out, what, a week, two weeks? The movie wasn't even out yet, and they were giving it awards? And it was all taped ahead of time. How are we supposed to think there's any kind of objectivity that comes to this? Or the fact that our votes matter when they're telling us to go to their website and vote for the game we thought would win. Does anybody actually think the majority of people voted for King Kong? Or Aeon Flux? For that matter, when they showed the part where Samuel Jackson was playing against uh, whoever the hell that was... Uh... Uh, whatever, what's his nuts? And they're like having the trash talking contest. Did, did anybody buy into that? Do any of us actually think that Samuel Jackson plays video games? Or that's how he acts when he does? I know I'm looking, I'm reading into this. This is not the Oscars. I understand that. This is the Neck Network, TNN. I, I don't care if it's Spike TV. It's still the Neck Network. I'm glad they're at least acknowledging and trying to get a demographic and they're trying to, you know, corner the market of video game players. But don't try and billet this as some kind of legitimate award ceremony for our chosen, you know, form of entertainment, our hobby, or for some of us, our industry. When you ask players and gamers to go to your website and place votes for games, when you've already taped the event Weeks in advance, you show advertisements of people winning the awards before the voting is even over. And you're giving awards to games that have just now come out or based on movies. I don't know, is it possible, perhaps, that maybe you're just trying to market for the movies? That... Maybe you're making some kickback money or being sponsored by the companies who make the movies. Maybe Viacom subsidiaries had a hand in making Anflux and King Kong. 
Does anybody else buy into this? <coughs> Has anybody in the sound of my voice ever actually played King Kong? I I went to I was passing GameStop the other day, and they actually had it in in their little demo thing. You know the the, the Plast TV and the demo system they have in there. I played it. It was like like Turok with King Kong. Big deal. It upsets me that this is what we have to point to. And it's sad because there's people out there who are trying to make gaming more mainstream so that it's not the laughingstock and the punchline on your Tuesday night sitcom. I think the funniest line I heard, and it was funny, and then I thought on it, and it was still funny, was American Dad I was watching on Sunday. Yes, I know, it was Christmas, Christmas Day. And they were at a sci-fi convention. And they walk in, and the, the character of the American Dad turns around and says, you know, looks at all the nerds and geeks and says, my God, who's manning the internet? And I laughed. I laughed for five minutes, asked Miriam. I thought it was hysterical. And unfortunately, this is how it's looked at in this country. That's not the case in South Korea, in Japan. Did you know there's laws in Japan that do not let Square Enix release Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy on school days because the people skipping school to get the game and start playing it are so rampant? People are dying of of exposure and lack of sleep in China and South Korea. The fact they just had a guy die two days or two weeks ago. Play ten days straight. That's what they claim. Ten days straight of StarCraft. Getting up only to, you know, get a drink and go to the bathroom. That's insane! Now, obviously, I'm not advocating for us to get to that point, you know, as far as, you know, gaming. But I, you know, could very easily foresee a time when we start seeing, you know, WCG, you know, games hosted on ESPN. I know they've held Counter-Strike tournaments on ESPN on occasion when they have nothing else to show. But I'm talking like an actual mainstream, not this G4 tech TV crap. I'm talking about a mainstream network dedicated solely to that that a lot of people watch and participate in. Where people like, say, me can broadcast games and be taken seriously. There are some fantastic people in in this particular industry and I call it an industry, even though it really isn't. Most of it's volunteer. There are some very, very excellent play-by-play and radio personalities and gaming in the gaming industry, shoutcasting, uh, whether it be shows or games or what have you, that could very easily, in my opinion, and I've done, I've radio is my passion, could very easily slide into uh, a radio baseball announcer for major leagues or NFL, you know, football announcer. I, can you think about it? What what happens in baseball or basketball or football that's faster paced to what we're calling when we're doing Warcraft or Rome Total War? Or you want to talk about intricate strategies? Don't give me some fat ass analysis or hear me boomer a size and tell me why you know this guy should roll out and throw you know the team that scores the most points will win. They have to stop the run today. No shit. You don't have to pay me three million bucks to say you know what they shouldn't let Jerome Bass run all over them every single day. You know what? I you know if they stop Peyton Manning from passing the ball, I bet they'll win. You think? 
You're going to tell me the strategies involved in some of these games are not more intricate and complex than the stuff we see on TV when we watch football and baseball? And you're talking one of the biggest sports guys there is. I've done sports shows, folks. I'm not talking on the internet. I'm talking legitimate on-the-radio sports shows. It it sends me and gives me hope at the same time. That's why I said it's um, of two minds. The corporate sponsor bullshit that overrides what happens with the VGA, to me, destroys any kind of legitimate credibility. And I understand they're probably not going for any kind of credibility for gaming. They're not doing it for the gaming industry. It's all about money. Granted, I understand that. They're not trying to garner or trying to acknowledge people who have actually made an uh, advancement in the industry. There are people and designers. There's some guy from France who got an award for, I forget whatever game it was, for designing a game. Uh, I, I, and I tell you, it tells you how important it was. I don't even remember the game. I was like, why? For what? What'd you do? This game sucks. It's terrible. I mean, that's like giving uh, an Oscar to the guy who, who did Dude Wears My Car. Or as my fiance calls it, Dude Wears My Refund. Yes, we went to see that movie. No, we did not stay the whole time we walked out. <laughs> Second. That. Simvicti has, I think, puts into puts into words what I've been trying to get out is he says what the VGAs do is take the highest bidder and give them the award. It's all for promotion and advertising. And yes, it is. And granted, if you think about it, the Oscars and the Emmys are doing the same thing. You're still acknowledging the people that, you know, you're acknowledging uh, their album or their movie, giving them more money, giving the stars more recognition. But you're also recognizing people who, you know, put the sets together, who wrote the screenplay, you know, who, you know, do what have you. Uh, Hell, the MTV Awards to me have more credibility than this. Speaking of MTV, on a side note, I don't remember how many of you remember, but back in August I did an interview with Piano Squall, Michael Gluck, who is a uh, professionally trained pianist who works for Electronic uh, Arts and goes to different uh, anime conventions and plays video game music. Well, recently MTV, uh, MTV.com did a uh, special on him in their Obsessed section, and the interview that they used was my interview, as well as my and Mystic Bim's footage from Otakon 2005 in Baltimore. So I, they acknowledge Emperor of One Year Born, which dot com, which I don't understand, as I specifically requested my name and my fiance's name be, you know, mentioned. But you know, we did get some some errands from run on, on MTV dot com, which was kind of cool. And, I, and again, in MTV, I'm glad to see is giving more. Uh, uh, her, what's the word I'm looking for? Not spotlight, but paying more attention to the gaming industry, and. You could say it's because of it's got more of a, a college kid, you know, frat boy type of thing to it, and that's the kind of people they're marketing to. Uh, granted, but it, that kind of exposure helps. And there is, you know, uh, Highlander 1G, who is a convention chairman himself of OhioCon, has always told me that there is no such thing as bad press, bad publicity. Any kind of publicity only helps. Mm. And I suppose just having the VGA out there is helping to make gaming more mainstream. 
I suppose what I am really looking for is is a legitimate awards ceremony that recognizes true people for doing, you know, outstanding things. I want to see them drag Nobuo Tomasu up there and give him a trophy for making the best soundtracks for games, that being Final Fantasy. It has ever been my pleasure to listen to. And I, th- I think Michael would agree with me on that. You know, I want to see them drag, you know, ins- insert artist here, or Sid Meier, give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. You know, drag John Carmack up there and, you know, give him an award for bring, making first-person shooters what they are today. And then slap him upside the head for saying, Daikatana, what the hell are you thinking? Those are the kind of awards that I'd like to see. Let's recognize the people who have gotten gaming this far. Because they're the ones who started it. They're the ones who got the ball rolling. Let's acknowledge games that actually made an impact, that did something, and not just went to the highest bidder, and aren't based on a friggin' movie. It's one thing if those games were legitimate contenders or legitimate games, but they're not. Their sales numbers, I bet you, aren't going to be anywhere near anything. Rome Total War didn't get nominated for one thing. Their game engine and their first player uh, perspective is fantastic. Their online play is a different story. But they don't market that thing as, you know, online game per se. It's more of a first-person shooter. I'm sorry, a first-person strategy game, RTS. Not one award. Not one nomination. And yet it's won several magazines' Game of the Year award. I agree that Resident Evil 4 should be Game of the Year. Of the contenders listed, I could I could buy into that. It's fine. But look at the shit that what was it, Madden 05, the one last year? What? Madden? And I understand that there's two different types of players. There's the console gamers, and then there's the computer gamers. And then there's people we call tweeners that do both. And there's a lot more I, console gamers than there are computer players, simply because it's more affordable, it's easier to do. I understand that. That's cool. That's fine. But the console games they put up there were, were trash. They're garbage. Here's to hoping that somewhere down the road, somebody wakes up, sees what's on the horizon, and takes the steps to acknowledge those people and acknowledge the games that are actually making an impact on the industry and the gamers and what have you. They're helping to move it along. No, this is not a bid for me to get you know nominated for being a radio personality, because in the grand scheme of things, folks, I'm not even that big. There was a time, some years ago, where I was, in certain circles, when it was just starting to get fashionable, and I take great pride in in the fact that I have yet to meet my equal, as far as that goes, play-by-play and what have you. Radio talk, that's another story. That's arguable. Play-by-play, not a chance. Not a chance. And this leads into what I was discussing earlier is I'm debating starting to go back into casting games. The only question is, is it worth it? Should I bother? I used to do it because it was entertaining for me. Then I started doing it because it was bringing in a lot of traffic to our website at clamwg.com back in the day. 
and we had corporate sponsorships and money put up for tournaments and all manners of, of fun things. And we had one of the best shoutcasting crews on the internet, bar none, when it came for play-by-play. We haven't done that. We haven't done that in over a year. We stopped doing it because it wasn't fun anymore. It got repetitive. It got very... There was a great deal of competition between us and other sites, and it just got to be where it wasn't fun anymore. Where people were spending more time, both fans of our show and other shows, and, and you know, even the casters, they even caught myself doing it a couple times, bashing the competition, then spending more time focusing on what was going on on the screen. That's not fun to me. I love competition. I love pitting myself against other people. Especially people that I think, you know, are on the same par with me. I like seeing new talent come up or new people come up and see that, you know, there's people out there who are expressing their creativity in one way or another. And let's be honest. Commercials, you know, things you talk about, things you you keep uh, people entertained with, having no dead air. There's a bit of professionalism that goes into this, whether or not you have professional training or not. This is a form of creativity that people put their hearts into. This takes a lot of work. This is not something where you just, you know, log on to the internet, fire up a radio station, and say, ah, I'm just going to talk for an hour and a half about whatever the hell comes to my mind. And there are people who have done that. And you know what? They don't last long. They suck. People don't listen to them. You'd be the best spoken person in the world. It doesn't matter. If you don't have anything to say that nobody wants to hear, then you ain't going to last long. It's not easy. But that in and of itself is what makes it fun. Or at least it used to. So that is one thing that you're going to keep an eye out. I, I have a feeling quite a few of you are going to keep an eye out. And see if we start going back to do things like Warcraft 3. Or things like Dawn of War. Rome Total War I think is pretty much a foregone conclusion. I think we're gonna. I don't think we're going to do it. I think the they've so screwed up the, the multiplayer part of it, there's just no point. But I could easily see us doing some Warcraft 3 again. And granted, the competition isn't the same as it was a couple years ago. The game is smaller than it was. I could see us doing some StarCraft tournaments. Even if they're just in-house things. I can see me doing starting to do commentaries again. Recorded audio commentaries like I used to do for Warcraft 3. I mean, the downloads of our last show, of our Sundays, our last, not this uh, Christmas day, but the uh, week previous... Sunday's show has had over 2,000 downloads. 2,000! Now, for those of you who've been listening for a while, that's going to seem like small change compared to what we normally do. But you've got to remember, we haven't done this show in months. And we didn't. We did very little advertising. Hell, this show alone, we've, we've done a little, very little advertising. I sent a, a forum mailer last night. That's about it. The best advertisement comes from you, the listener, telling your friends, you know, and your fellow shut-ins, Hey, tune into this guy. He's funny. He's crass. He's he's this. He's that. Or maybe he's terrible. You got to listen to this guy so you can you know see what the hell I'm talking about. He's horrible. That type of deal. <clears throat> Am I gonna say we're gonna jump into this with both feet like we did you know back in 01 and 02? No. In 03? No, I'm not. Mainly because I don't have the on-air talent to do what we did before. And a lot of the guys who did those, and, and girls and women who did those shows, they don't do it anymore. They've fallen out of gaming. They've, they've, you know, life has taken them in a different, a different uh, direction. You know, Movezig, one of our, uh, our, one of our, it's he's a full member of the clan. 
one of our casters for years, and uh, he lives in Quebec. He's French-Canadian. Doesn't do him anymore. Doesn't have internet access. You know? Has a job elsewhere. Doesn't allow him to do it. That's a shame. He was fantastic. He was one of my favorites. I love listening to him. Granted, we used to mock each other for our accents, but he's a great guy and a fantastic caster. You know, Treefinger's another one. He doesn't do it anymore. doesn't have the time. Ironically enough, he does. He mixes music for uh, various bands and what have you. So he's in the business of radio. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry if I'm if you hear any sniffling or light coughing. I can only do so much. I don't have a dump button here like I do at a regular radio station. I have a mute button on my mic, but you know, I can only do that so many times where it just gets annoying when you hear that click, 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 click. I think you'd rather hear me snuffle or cough than hear that stupid clicking. So that's what's on the horizon. I know we didn't get to, again, didn't get to all the topics I wanted to. Uh, we'll do that again next Tuesday. And again, normally the Emperor's Court airs on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. However, because this coming Sunday is New Year's Day, and you're not going to be home or sober, and I'm not going to be home. Well, I'll be home, but I'll be watching football. Uh, the show will not air, so we'll do it again next Tuesday. That is the 3rd? Yeah, January 3rd at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard. We will do the show then. Tell your friends, we're back in the air. I want to hear from you. Post at our forums at com. Post at our, at our uh, sponsors forums at blizzlink.com. Tell us what you think of the show. You hate it, you love it, things you want to see, things you want us to go back to, things you want us to include. You know, Maybe there's a game that you want us to review. Maybe there's something coming up. Maybe you had an opinion on a topic we've talked about tonight or in a previous show. If you want to download the old archives of previous shows, com has them all in our audio section. Go look them up. Email me, emperor1g at cox.net, cox.net. And I have one final request to you, for those of you listening tonight. I am looking for somebody. Not sure where to find him. It goes by the name of Madros. Ah, yes. Some of you are nodding your heads at home saying, ah, that fat bastard. Yes! I want to know where he is and what he's doing. I know he's, he's, I think it's like RPG Radio or PvP Online Radio or something like that. I need to know what website that is and where he is. I have something for him. Unfortunately, I'm not sure where to find him or how to track him down. That being the case, if you happen to know where he can be found, tell him that I'm looking for him. And I'm telling you, my listening audience, because a lot of you have carried over from the place I used to do a show for. So you know who I'm talking of and where to find him. Let him know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am. My throat is growing scratchy. My eyes are growing weak. And I am going to read this to you, as I promised I would. Now, this is the Twas the Night Before Christmas, the Warcraft, World of Warcraft version. And this was done by a player named Necromonger, uh, who plays uh, on the Guild Shadow Syndicate on Skullcrusher. And this is about Cadium, everyone's favorite titless cow. If you don't know who Cadium is, that's okay. Uh, she is one of the community managers for Blizzard. She plays a Tauren, which is a cow-like creature. And I know it's not Christmas, but we're only two days removed. So if you excuse me one second, I'm going to go ahead and read this as I find it funny.
I don't have any Christmas Christmassy music, so bear with me. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas, when all on the boards, not a gamer was stirring, not alliance, not horde. Nine stockings were hung by that old chimney chute, and hopes that GMs would give them fat loot. The lobbies were slashed sleeping, all snug in their beds, while visions of sulfurous danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and me in my helm, had just settled down for repairs to our realm. When up on the lawn there arose such a clamor, I sprang from the chair and snatched up my AV rep hammer. I rushed the window as if used to charge, looked out at the moon, quite silver and large. That moon, shining all over the land, silent and snowy, lit up like crusader, all white and glowy. When what should appear to my wondering eyes but a sleigh, pulled by shadows of varying size? What a big touring driver, a druid, I'd say, and I knew in an instant, it must be our Kay. More rapid than Griffins, her coursers they came, and she slash whistled and slash shouted, and called them by name. Now Furball, now Murloc, now Human, now Troll, on Magnite, on Stragalm, on Earthen and Knoll. To the top of Blackrock, to the top of High Joel. Now sprint away, sprint away, sprint away all. As dry leaves before, <clears throat> before the druid hurricane fly, when faced with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So, up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with the sled full of goodies, and Cadium too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the pong and clomping of a big torrent hoof. As I drew back my hand and mouse turned around, down the chimney Arcadium came with a bound. She was covered in fur from head to her foot, and her wild heart robes were all covered in soot. A bundle of loot she had flung on her back, and she looked like an NPC opening their pack. Her eyes, they did sparkle, her snout, how it dimpled, and I think that her horns, they were covered in tinsel. Her big torn mouth was spread wide in a grin, and I wondered perhaps, had I drank too much gin? She wore around her collar cenarian shoulders, while on a tauren they were bigger than boulders. She had two long horns and a big torn belly, which shook when she laughed like a bowl full of jelly. She looked friendly and happy, a jolly old cow, and I smiled as I saw her and gave her a slash bow. A wink of her eye let me know there's no trouble, so I needn't be feeling a strong need to bubble. She spoke not a word, but went right to her stuff and filled with the stockings with epics and buffs. Then laid a finger aside her long torn nose, and giving a slash wave up the chimney she rose. She jumped to her sleigh, to her team gave a whistle, and away they all rode with the speed of swift thistle. And as she rode past the moon, I heard her exclaim, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good game. To me, I thought that was very funny. I thought it was uh, very Christmassy. And Necromonger of Skullcrusher, there you go. I wanted to make sure I got uh, all the accolades in for the person who actually wrote that. So I hope you enjoyed it. Folks, this has been the Emperor saying bad manners are better than no manners at all. I'll see you on January 3rd, 2006 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. This has been the Emperor's Court, powered by BlizzLink.com. So long, everybody.